What are some things that you see happening today from the most successful agents opposed to the least successful agents that are selling? It's a great question. I would say there's probably two or three things. I'd say the best agents, as far as I'm concerned, are the ones that are top line communicators. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Right now, while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. We took our notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies led Craig and I to selling more than $10 million in premium in the last two years. On this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the same results. Just go to live.teledudes.com. Dot com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. If you jump on this call with us, we're certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there. How many are, are some of the policies held direct? For or is uh, it every, say, yeah. No, we don't compete with our agents. No, all, oh, okay. all of our policies are through an agent. We don't have a direct model. If you go to our website and you type in, look for a, a thing, it'll give you the phone number of a, uh, of a, of a local agent or it'll give you our customer service number. And then we refer you to an agent. We don't, we don't have a direct, and I'm not saying we never will, but we are Clint, like I said, our, he's our president. Now he started it with me. He's, he was an agent. He is still, I guess, licensed right. as an agent. He doesn't want to compete. Agents to me are necessary, are incredible. And to not have an agent to me is just not a road we want to go down. I don't believe that's the future. I really don't. Not in this world. Right. I love that. And I love that you guys have the confidence in, in your agents and support them because that's uh, that's huge for the agent force. So that's really cool. Agents um, know the local market, right? I mean, agents know when you're in an area, you know, somebody walks in and there's like, oh, man, you know, Joe's had 17 claims. Joe's a pain in the butt. You know, don't sell them our policy. You know, all things being equal. I mean, agents do the real field underwriting, the real bottom line field underwriting is agents, agents knowing their customers, or at least getting information on their customer, all legal, all good information, but finding out if that person is going to be someone who reports 52 claims, or is that somebody that's going to help you get the bonuses that we pay to agents because, you know, we give out agent report cards, like I'm sure a lot of companies do. Do you get that bonus share at the end of the year? And that's something that we want. So we want good customers. We don't want every customer. We're, we, we can't take every customer. Right. We want good customer. And agents are key in that relationship. And this, these are the policies. They went from big carrier A, big carrier B. That they said, no, we're not taking these anymore. We're going to hand them to the state. That you guys just grab them? That's correct. That's great. We, we go to the state and we say they give us a list with yeah. the, the various – um, the information, what kind of roof it is, how far yeah. from a fire hydrant, you know, whatever the information is. I'm not, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm a lawyer and a claims guy. I'm not an underwriter, but I've done enough work in that field that they'll get the spreadsheets and it will be looked at by our people or, like I said back then, an outside company that for a fee will will look at all the policies and say, this is what you want. For instance, right now, the state of Florida pool has over a million of these homeowners policies. A million. When this podcast wow. is going out, a million. 
So if you wow. want to start, and I said they're $3,000 or more average. So if you just take the best 100,000 out of them right now, that's a $350 million company on day one. People <laughs> are going to do that. There are, there are outside investors looking to do that now because there's a need. Now, out of those million, some of them have like the cars are up on the in the driveway or up on the thing and they got seven pit bulls and, you know, <laughs> top, yeah. and they've got a guy with a, an ax standing in front of the doorway, you know, houses you don't want. Right. right. Well, it's just like leads, right? I mean, we, we, we deal a lot yeah. with internet leads and they're all, most of them are garbage, but you sort through the garbage to find the, the needles in the haystack. Whoever's willing to do that will win. You know, it sounds like that's what you guys did. Yeah. I, uh, I've seen, I've seen your podcast on that and it is leads are important. And for us, Obviously, we go through agents, but when we do a takeout, and we still occasionally do, I think we did one last year and we got like 5,000 policies. Now we're much more, um, what's the word? We're much more detail-oriented about who we take because we have so many clients and so much top-line revenue. We want to make sure we protect our existing customers. Right. Clean that loss ratio, right? Right up. <laughs> Clean that up, dudes. <laughs> is this it? Like, I just, I, I guess I can't wrap my head around why... <laughs> Why, if these are good, like, or I guess, let me reframe it. How can the smaller company take on the risk that the giant large company can't take on? It's such a great question. First of all, the larger companies don't, the larger companies care about going out of business in the sense that they've got all this other money elsewhere, right? They've got billions of dollars put away. And if Florida, if they get hammered in Florida, Florida is going to tell them, you go take some of the money from these other areas and you give it right back to us. It's not going to be like a, you know, a small Florida company. We control our reinsurance more. We keep things tighter because, you know, if we're out of business, we're out of business. As opposed to State Farm, if they lose money, they're going to have to bring in a lot more money from out of the state in order to satisfy the, the Florida record. So they have a lot more to lose, right? We have 100 million to lose. They might have 30 billion to lose. It's a big difference. Second of all, even if in the state of Florida is different than other states, in the state of Florida, if I said to you, you could have every insurance policy, every homeowners, renters, and condo unit in the state, and you would start a company, you couldn't do that. It doesn't work mathematically because mm. the way the population is, it's in two locations, the Tampa Clearwater area, like where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, and then Miami where the Miami Dolphins are, okay? Just using some football stuff. So that's yeah. the two centers. But Florida is 18 million people. Florida is in two time zones. Florida is not just Eastern time zone. Florida is in central also. People don't realize that. This is a massive, massive state, okay? Surrounded on three sides by water. And so the problem is when you go to price the reinsurance, I'm, I don't want to bore people, it's a little bit geeky, but when you go to price the reinsurance, if you took the whole state, it would be outweighed. You'd have too much in Miami, too much in Tampa. You would have to pay more in reinsurance than you would- even in, then you're bringing in, you're done. Forget claims, forget administration, forget a profit. You wouldn't even pay your reinsurance. So the way you have to do it is I take a little here and I balance it with some, I, you can't see my hands. I take some yeah. here and I balance some here and here. That's what you have to do. So it works so that smaller companies each take a little bit from Miami-Dade where the Dolphins are, a little bit from Tampa where the Bucks are, a little bit from Jacksonville where the Jaguars are. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, the Pensacola where... You know, who the hell's it's living? Probably triple A baseball team. <laughs> no, I'm a lot of great people in Pensacola. I'm just kidding. But so that's the point. Um, you have to balance it. And that's how it works for us and not large companies. So interesting. 
Yeah, I know. I Florida is such a its own beast. There's there's not another state like uh, Florida. Florida man, so interesting. Florida man, curious. I'm sure you have some sort of pulse on on all the agents out there. Like what are, what are some things that you see happening today from the most successful agents opposed to the least successful agents that are selling? <clears throat> it's a great question. I would say there's probably two or three things. I'd say the best agents, as far as I'm concerned, are the ones that are top line communicators. I'm telling you, if you don't call people back and you don't give them an answer, whether it's you, you know, one of your producers, one of your, well, you know, the CSR in Florida, we have an agent license, then a customer service license, 220 to 440. I don't know every state. And so as long as you have someone licensed from your agency, call them back. Even if you're not going to give them the business, even if you there's something strange, you get in touch. I see so many times where people will call an agency. We'll even refer them and the age, no one calls them back. Nobody emails them back. No one gets in touch. So if Whoa. you, seriously, if you give somebody, if you get in touch with somebody, you are already ahead of the game. Get in touch with somebody. I'd say right. The second, you know, right. And I'd say the second thing, the second thing is to make sure that really good agents in the homeowners market in Florida know the carriers so that mm-hmm. if I'm not going to spend, you have limited time, right? And yeah, there's different quote assist and different things. But if you know that Florida Peninsula, our company likes houses that look like this particular underwriting, but our competitor likes a slightly different look, a slightly different list of, of, of requirements for that, for that risk, you know where to put it. So if you know where to put that policy and you don't waste time, we love it. Because you, if we keep saying we don't want two-story houses with gable roofs a mile from the ocean and you keep sending us those houses, you keep getting rejected and right. it doesn't make anybody look good. You're wasting time. But if you know what our sweet spot is, you sell. You call them back. You pick the sweet spot. You make the sale. Yeah. Love it. Well, we're both captive. But as uh, as we've talked with so many different independents, you see that a lot of them speak to to that point where it's it's you don't need to have 40 different carriers, right? go narrow and deep on, on uh, specific carriers and then really know the product, really be able to offer the solutions, have a good balance. I think that's exactly right. You want to go, you don't want to skim the surface because especially right. in Florida, we don't have 40 carriers writing homeowners or condo unit in Florida. We don't. So okay. you have to almost go less than that. You got to pick maybe six carriers. That's yeah. it sometimes. And you got to know which carrier where their sweet spots are, go after those and have a good relationship. You know, Florida, because it's smaller, our executives will go to insurance conventions and insurance, like Florida Association of Insurance Agents, Latin American Insurance Agents, you know, African American, whatever the group is, we'll go to their agency conventions and we'll physically meet people hand to hand. Okay. Sometimes they chase us, sometimes with a bag. <laughs> Just kidding. But normally they love us, but we go out and meet people. So the access is there. So we see, we hear what they want. If they want to change to the product, right? If they want, hey, they want a, they want a landlord policy and we don't offer one. Hey, we start hearing that. Now we're going to offer one. We've got one hopefully coming out in 2023. So that's what we listen to. That's what makes it a successful on both sides. Oh, I love that. Cool. Yeah. I Going back to the point of, it's funny because captive carriers tend to, complain because the carriers, I mean, if you have one carrier and they make a decision, they're not going to please everyone. Right. 
So, right. so they 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 always complain about the decisions that the carriers make, and then you have the independents that choose to go so broad that all they're trying to do is save their uh, client money, and so they have all these different carriers, and, and so it's like uh, it's like polarizing. I think there's a great middle ground where it's like, yeah, choose your know your niche, know the 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 companies that support that niche from different angles, right? Do you so the, the, they almost complement each other. And and just choose those that you don't need to go huge on carriers. That was incredible. Stacy, really, what an awesome story of how they really thought outside the box to start that agency. Yeah. yeah. Or carrier. I mean, carrier. I mean, right. a carrier, right? The aspiration. So he it went from a uh, an agent that started in, in some unnamed department store with an unnamed carrier to opening his own carrier. Yep. One of the biggest takeaways is when you have those big audacious goals like he had when he went to the state and said, "Hey, we're going to start a 100 million dollar, you know, we we can sell a right. 100 million dollar." And and it it seemed laughable, but what they did is they just did it and then like he said, it wasn't super plan the wheels were kind of shaky and falling off the car but like right. they just went for it there's yeah. it's a testament to you can't have everything perfectly you're and you're going to always have some sort of stress yeah but it's like you know do you want to stress over the littler things or stress over the bigger things they stressed over the bigger things and it sounds like they did pretty well <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it really depends on what your outcome is, right? If your overall outcome is to go huge, you can't be stressing over, you know, this client being mad about this one thing. You have to, you have to play much bigger. Right. Yep. Super cool. Super cool. Well, we're going to have to get Stacy back on again. Yeah. He was great. Good, good Intel. Um, and and I love to see it from the carrier point of view, and and that was really cool. How because it was started by an agent, he really has the agents in mind, and um, yep, I think that's important. It is going all in on the agent, just going like all else. in. Awesome. We'll crush it this week. There's yeah. no reason not to. Yep. Stay positive. Focus on what you need to do and make it happen. Hey, what are you still doing here? Well. While you're still here, and while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. Yeah, if you weren't listening before, we took notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies did help Craig and I write over $10 million in premium in the last couple of years. And let me tell you, on this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the very same results. Again, that's live.teledudes.com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. And if you jump on with us, we are certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there.